friends, countrymen, lovers of all things design. This is Grits and Grids. Hey everyone, today I'm speaking with Spencer Nix of Reformation Brewery here in Georgia. Georgia. He's the uh, CEO and f- co-founder of the brewery. And um, rather than telling you more, I rather think he should. Uh, so Spencer, give a little bit of backstory on yourself and yeah. Reformation and the origins and all that stuff. Sure. I'll, uh, I'll just start with uh, who I am. I'm Spencer Nix. I'm CEO, co-founder of Reformation. Uh, we've been brewing now. It's a production brewery in the state of Georgia for about three and a half years. But our story really starts about, I don't know, 15 years ago uh, when I met the other co-founder. Uh, his name's Nick Downs. He and I were uh, enjoying beers on, at, up at his house on his porch, and he was bringing back these beers from, uh, from Europe where he was traveling. He's, uh, he's a pilot. He was flying to these great you know, beer destinations all over Europe. Mm-hmm. And so we started, we started enjoying those beers together, and... Um, our relationship, you know, went, went deeper at that point, and uh, we just, you know, really enjoyed that time together. Uh, it went on for, for a while, and he eventually got bumped up to a bigger airplane. He wasn't flying to Europe anymore, those great beer cities. So <laughs> we, uh, we said, well, you know, we're full-blooded Americans. Let's, let's try to make it ourselves. So we, uh, we went into home brewing about five gallons at a time. And I uh, went up to 10 gallons pretty quickly, and that was more beer than he and I needed to drink. And so we uh, said, well, maybe we have some friends that'll come join us. And uh, we didn't really know at the time, because this was, this was early on, and uh, we were up in Waleska, Georgia, which is in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, but sure enough, when we said, you know, come join us for some free beer, we had friends come out of the, out of the woodwork. And, uh, so, so your secret beer hookup turned into your uh, your co brewer, and then exactly. magically you found other people that like to drink beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and um, and this thing just really grew organically from there. Uh, they would invite their friends and family to the point where we kind of needed to organize it a little bit more. So we called it mm-hmm. uh, a real creative name called Brew Night. It happened every third Friday mm-hmm. up, up at his house. He lives on about ten acres, and so. You know, it was it was far away enough from everybody that you know we didn't we didn't cause any disturbances or anything. But just a real cool community kind of developed around the beer. Um, artists would mm-hmm. come up and play music. People would you know bring their their potluck, and uh, that's when we knew we were we were onto something more than just the beer itself. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what really got us fired up about 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 beer is seeing how, you know, people connect with it and with each other around it. I mean, all we were doing was brewing the beer and, you know, providing a place for people to gather and, uh, you know, conversations were happening. Community was developing culture was coming out of it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that really gave us the inspiration to to make this bigger than, than his basement. Uh, unfortunately I didn't have a lot of money at the time, but, um, Mm -hmm. people who were showing up said, you guys are definitely onto something. The, The beer's good. And the community's community's great. If you ever interested in making this bigger than, than Nick's basement, let's let us invest. So you know that's every home brewer's kind of kind of dream. Yeah. And so yeah. we uh, yeah. we put together a business model. Um, my background is nonprofit and, and ministry. I come out of out of that world, so I kind of put it together uh, like uh-huh. I'd put together those those uh, nonprofits that started with you know why we exist and the values around 
you know, why we exist as a brewery. And I just presented that to some of those guys who were, were looking to invest. They loved it. Um, and, you know, gave us, started writing some checks and that, that set us toward, uh, our, our production brewery. And it took about, you know, two and a half years to get through all the regulations, uh, federal, mm-hmm. state and local. And we launched on October 31st of 2013, which is all, of course, Halloween, but it's also Reformation Day. People often ask, you know, what's, what's behind the name a Reformation and it goes back to those early days on Nick's front porch where we were drinking those beers and having a few beers. You end up talking, usually end up talking about God or politics. But sure. uh, Nick and I, we, um, we've both been to seminary. It's kind of an odd background for brewers, but we went to seminary. And every time we'd have a few beers, we'd end up talking about the Protestant Reformation, that point in church history. And, uh, right. and it, it was, you know, pivotal for changing the, the West as we know it. And we, we like to, to talk about those things. So when we started homebrewing, we're like, well, what are we going to name this, this brew we're making? Well, let's, it, let's name it what we end up talking about, the Reformation. Now, little sure. did we know then what it would eventually become. But, um, you know, here we are these many years later, and it is, it is about, it's still about Reformation. And it's, it's bigger than, than those conversations we were having on those front porch. But it is, it's still about, you know, reforming beer culture, elevating the experience around beer, celebrating the moments around why we drink. Um, I really do believe we're the only brewery that that cares just as much about why you drink as what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's who that's who we are. That's kind of the the story behind Reformation. But um, it's been it's been a wild ride to say the least. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like it. Um, what what I really like about the story is, um, and maybe maybe this is the South in general, but um, the the seminary slash yeah, um, um, you know, ministry kind of background that a lot of creatives and and I do consider y'all creatives. Uh, I think beer is an art. Um, it seems to be throughout a lot of the folks down here specifically. And I think it may be one of the most brilliant things for starting a business because you've proliferated the word you've spoken, you know, you've, you've um, uh, promoted the word. And, and so you have a pretty good framework for how to get people interested in something. Um, yeah. I, you know. I mean, I think, I think a lot of small business, I mean, the whole local movement, you know, that's going on, I think in our economy um, back to, mm-hmm. you know, knowing where things come from, um, I think in a lot of ways, churches have been doing that the longest and have right. been trying to express that. And so in a lot of ways, it was a, a pretty natural transition. I mean, what we're doing is, is gathering people around around something to be celebrated, a gift mm-hmm. to be celebrated. And um, it, it, it flowed pretty naturally. I mean, people often ask, that's weird that you went from, you know, nonprofit ministry into, into brewing beer. But I tell them there's, there's actually a lot of direct correlation between the two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And some people would argue that beer is a religion. Um, yeah, well, so. well, you'll quickly realize there are those within this industry that, that definitely uh, have, it, has it, have it as an idol, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Ale Sharpton, we're talking to you. Um, <laughs> so, um, that was a great guy. He's been great for, for Georgia beer. Appreciate yeah, it. man. He, and he's so much fun. I'm going to have him back on, I think, here soon because, yeah. uh, well, he brings beer when he, and he'll come into the studio, which is nice. Um, <laughs> Got to love that. Um, so there's a couple other things too that I think that that initial uh, origin story sparked that I didn't have planned to talk about. But you know, naming is something that 
is um, <laughs> it's it's a blessing and a burden. Um, we do a lot of it here, and um, we actually just finished up, re, you know, actually naming um, a new brewery coming to Georgia that Mitch Steele is heading up, yep. and um, you know, we we had ongoing jokes in that room that. You know, like the uh, how do I how do I phrase this? So the the investors were kind of getting you know a little bit antsy. They're like, why don't we have a name? Why don't we have a name? And and finally, the um, one of the founders is like, say any name that comes to mind. Right. And the, and the guys the guys says, eh, blah. You know, and and he's like, boom, take it. All right, right. tell me another one. You know, and and like the 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 twenty names that this guy threw out, taken, 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 taken. Um, and so it was kind of like this on ongoing joke. Um, Reformation is is a pretty standard issue word. It's not yep. it's not that it's a bad word. I'm just saying, like yeah. in the world of words, how did you get that, and how do you own it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we were really fortunate. Um, we made a lot of mistakes early on, um, as uh-huh. a lot of small businesses and startups do. But one of the things we did right was. Um, when we had that name, um, even as when we were homebrewing, we went ahead and, you know, registered the domain, started, you know, using it with our friends and family and organizing around, around the name reformation. And then pretty early on, Mm -hmm. we applied for the, the, the trademark and, and thankfully we were early enough, I think in, in this game to be able to, to get it. So yeah, reformation brewery is, is our trademark our name and that is great. And that we were very, very fortunate in, in that because we know a lot of others are, are struggling around these issues, especially as, as this industry continues to boom. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it is taken off as we know, and Georgia, I think finally started hitting its stride, uh, thanks to, uh, folks like you and, you know, the, you know, there's this, uh, very collective mindset, obviously that's not something that's um, unique to Georgia, but, right. um, Nancy Palmer and the Georgia craft brewers guild doing everything that they've done. Um, you know, so with, with these new brands popping up, how do you make, you know, how, how do you basically communicate Reformation's difference and maintain relevance um, and kind of building off of that? You know, the story that you mentioned, I love. I think it's great. And it seems very um, natural, authentic, genuine. Um, but it's not what I would consider a unique story. You know, like a lot of brands started with experimentation with, um, you know, uh, European style beers. They had a guy that traveled. Um, They want to celebrate the moments. You know, those words, and I'm not trying to poke holes in what you've said, just more, you know, they're being, it seems like it's being said more and more. Um, So how do you, how do you maintain that relevance and and stay ahead of the curve? Yeah. We always go back, even before we, we, you know, we put together, you know, the, you know, they expressed our story in this way. We have we have values behind it. Uh, we have six values mm-hmm. as a company, um, and those values we defined early on, and they they truly are our anchor. I think a lot of times values in companies are just something that they have, and it you know it sits on the back burner, or it's you know, yeah. it's fun to show to your investors or whatever. But this is yeah, fun, fun words to put on a wall, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But these these truly do drive drive us. Um, in, in whatever, you know, big decisions we're making, you know, part of my role as the CEO is to run it through our value system. Is this something we want to partner with? Is this, you know, does this style beer meet, you know, who we are, who we're trying to be? Um, are our, is our marketing and branding on point? Is it, is it communicating these values um, in, 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 in a real way that, that, that people are identifying with? And I, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's working. Um we we uh, we have a lot of great feedback on on our on our brand and on our images and, and our marketing campaigns. 
So I think it, it is a differentiating factor um, because mm-hmm. I think right now the a lot of the games being played on on what you know it's and it's and it's really in some ways unsustainable with the you know million different beer styles that you know change every other week. We mm-hmm. have to we have to have something that that anchors us and, and keeps us true to who we are. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be like tossed into the whims of you know trends or anything. Um, but you know maybe maybe those maybe those values and and how those values um, unfurl or are realized changes a little bit. Um, sure. You know with with the market. You know. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, we one of our values is is story, and you know every story has has chapters. There's a there's there's an arc to, to almost mm-hmm. any story. So we want we want to embrace that. You know we know that. You know our our you know six beers year round beers are gonna they're gonna change over time and that's and that's fine. Uh, we just mm-hmm. want to we want to go about those changes intentionally and not just be reactive to you know this guy told us he really liked this beer and really loved it so we're gonna make it for him. I mean we want right. to we want to run it through a matrix of some sort. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now now you have you know so you put together the story you put together your values um, you know your your. You're turning the hops. You're making the beer. You're you're realizing that you're creating a community, and this is all good stuff. At some point, you got to start putting a face to this and start you know gussing it up a little bit. Um, now, what I what I think what stood out for me um, with Reformation is similar, I think, in some other markets too. Like Modern Times did a very good job of this on the West Coast, where you look at so many of these craft beer brands, and it seems like the labels and the packaging are simply one big canvas for a certain illustrator to, yeah. <laughs> you know, fill up. Yeah. Um, and you have taken a very clean approach to the design and the brand itself. Um, was there, you know, is there reason behind that? Is yeah. it more just like we yeah. liked it or we are incapable of doing something? Yeah. Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm always been kind of a, of a minimalist. I have always kind of embraced that, that, you know, less is more, you know, lifestyle perspective on life. And so when it came to, you know, putting our, our brand out there, we did, I mean, I did look around and see what else was was going on and it is just so incredibly busy and I get it. I mean, as a, Mm -hmm. as a startup brewery, it's, it's tempting to say, you know, let's give this, this project to an up and coming artist who wants to get their name out and, you know, let them run with it. And, you know, you get, you get a free design out of it, but we wanted to, to kind of do the opposite of, of what, of what was kind of going on at the industry at the time. So we went, we definitely went more simple and, and it does, I think, stand out a little bit, uh, you know, in the sea of noise, sometimes the quietest stands mm-hmm. out the most, so right. that's kind of, kind of who we are and, and what we've embraced. Yeah. It's a very confident look. It's very, um, it's strong, it's noticeable. Um, you know, and I think that's that's what really jumped out at me. It's like this no nonsense, like let's just let the product speak for us. And um, I think what's really cool too is when you're looking at it as uh, an exercise in, you know, the the core of good brand identity design and in packaging. Um, it really is the core. So it's easy to like show an up and coming student or, or junior designer, like, so see the way that this is ribboned across like all the brands and they're different enough to be different, but they look a part of the same family. And I think that's, that's really strong. Um, yeah. There's very few highly illustrative uh, labels 
that I think, or, you know, or package design that can actually execute that. One that I think, and maybe you agree or disagree, that I think has done it very well is Flying Dog and using Ralph Steadman as their standard illustrator. Yeah, and, and even in that, they've got that standard that standard look. You know, they they're very different, but you can tell a Flying Dog package, you know, pretty quickly. Right. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so. <clears throat> Why, why do you think um, – so I think the, the thing that is a little bit um, disjointed for me when I'm looking at it though is minimalism can have very little personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you – how do you inject the personality? Yeah, I think, um, I, I think what, we're, what we're trying to do is put the, you know, the, the, the brand, the, you know, the look, the can. We're trying mm-hmm. to put it in the hands of, of real personalities, of people you know, who are, who are doing things with the can in their hand, with the brand, um, and and we're bringing it to life through people because really this is a, we're in a, we're in a people service business. I mean, yes, it's a product, but really we're, we're serving them. We're giving them a gift to enjoy, you know, around the moment they're in. It's not, you know, we, we try to, we try to be secure in who we are and it's not, it's not about us. It really isn't. We're not, Right. We try not to be so ego driven that, you know, the beer is, is, is the end all be all. It's, it's about the person's moment they're in drinking it. Either, you know, they're celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, just a hard day of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to draw attention to those moments that, that have real meaning to, to, to really anyone. You know, we can all identify with those things. Right. Yeah. And it seems like with a, with a name like Reformation, that kind of sets up some pretty awesome ideas of how you can be a part of those people's lives. Um, you know, and so in in that same vein, um, you know, you have this different look, you, you have a pretty strong brand stance. Now we all know that what makes craft beer so strong is that it's very community driven, um, that, you know, you guys are all friends or at least should be. Um, cause in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's y'all versus the big, you know, the big uh, giants. Um, however, you're still competing for the same mouth. So yeah. how, how do you compete? How do you get reformation in the hands of the man and, the, and, and, you know, and all that stuff while maintaining a positive community approach? I mean, there's a bit of playful competition, I'm sure, but yeah. you know, if you yeah. had your choice, yeah, I think, everybody would be drinking this. Sure. Sure. I, I think it's, you know, being, being very strategic, intentional and who, who we, you know, who our target audience is. You got, you got to know who the people are that are out there drinking your beer. We, we realize we're not going to be the beer for, for every single person, but we, we do, mm-hmm. we do have, you know, some set targets that we're, we're trying to reach. And we think, you know, they identify with, you know, our values and, and, and want to want to uh, have our product. So it's about, you know, being intentional and in, in knowing who you are and knowing mm-hmm. who your, who your customer, who your target audience uh, really is. So right. I, think, I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, we, Sure, there's others that are going after the same target, but there's enough room in this to to coexist and for us to all be be successful at the end of the day. Sure, yeah, and I think you know your 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 beer lineup is in you know very European driven, like you said that that was the origin, and sure. so I think there's a little bit of you know you have the new school kids like uh, you know um, Creature Comforts who are yep. using the you know the tropical hops and they're they're doing. Uh, you know, some interesting takes on sours and right. um, I'll be the first to tell you, I love Creature Comforts Tropicalia, but my God, I hate sour beer. I cannot develop a palate for it. Sure. 
Sure. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's important for every brewery. I mean, I, and I think they've done a great job, you know, having that base, and, and, mm-hmm. and you're already seeing them roll out, you know, beers, new new beers that you know still are based in those in their in who they are, but they're you know continuing to evolve, and that's what we hope to do as well. We don't ever want to be you know cornered into just being a European style brewery. Um, you know, that's our roots, and we're not at all ashamed of it. But we sure. want to continue to you know create and innovate out of that foundation and and hopefully mm-hmm. you'll, be, you'll be seeing that with us as well and nice yeah i'm excited for it um and i think you know and, and really the the door is wide open at this point um you know i think it's personal taste for me that i'm just like eh, i kind of want to keep the fruit away from the beer and uh sure. Sure. you know the the i think they have that athena um I, I bought it and i actually ended up giving it away because I, I just could not I couldn't get through a can, man. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whereas yeah. Reformation is more aligned with my initial palate, you know, like I, I love Belgian style beers. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, and it, it's just it just is it's the fun of the of the of the industry. You got people who can't you know stand a Belgian style yeast, and right. and will run away from them. But you know, and then you find you know the next guy who that's all they want to drink. Yeah, that's what makes it fun and interesting, and there's a lot of different characters out there, to, to say the least, and, and the passion for, for craft beer is, is, is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you all? What's, uh, what's the next epic movement for Reformation that you're allowed to talk about, of course? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're continuing to, to grow our capacity, um, so we are you know, expanding inside our brewery. We're adding uh, a lot more tanks. Currently, we're, we're in the process of of taking down some more walls in our, in our space and putting in some more tanks. So we'll, Mm -hmm. you'll be seeing that as the public comes in and to visit us, they'll, they'll see that immediately. But we're also uh, looking at some, at some new product launches coming out this year. Um, We're we're experimenting with some 16 ounce cans as well as a a variety pack. We're hoping to get out pretty soon. And then we're going to be doing some more adventure release beers that we're, that we're uh, have been experimenting with for, for some time. And we're ready to, to, put them out into the marketplace now. So you'll see all that hopefully by the end of end of this year. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all exciting things, especially the variety pack. Yeah. I think it's such a good way to introduce people to other flavors and, um, exactly. and it, you know, but it is a bit of an investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're also expanding into, into, you know, a little bit further out of our, of, of Georgia. We're looking at some, at some new markets this year as well. So hopefully Hope we get into Chattanooga uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we just finally got the whole state of Georgia. We're in Savannah now. We launched in Savannah earlier this month. Nice, congrats. Yeah, so we we finally are have closed out the state. So now we're looking at those 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 next markets outside of outside of Georgia. That's great. It seems like the path is well paved. Um, do you do you have any advice for up and coming craft beer enthusiasts who may want to start their own brewery? Yeah, I, I, I mean I. I probably have, you know, three meetings a month with guys who are looking to, to start a brewery. And I'm always, mm-hmm. I'm always happy to, to meet and talk and, and, you know, share lessons um, and, and really some of our failures. And I think that's, that's one of the things I tell them is, you know, be ready to embrace failure. Um, it's not it just, you know, we always say, try to fail small and, yep, and, yep. and fall forward. And, and also just try to know who you are. Uh, I think it's, it's really tempting to chase, uh, what everyone else is doing, but uh, try to try to know, uh, be secure in, in who you are as a as a as a person and as a company, and let that let that drive uh, your 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 model and your beers as well. 
I love it. Yeah, and I think you know failure. You know, a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs will get on their, uh, you know, their highfalutin entrepreneurial thing. Sure. You know, like fail strong, fail big, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. learn quick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of true, you know. Like the, the, the cliches do do prove to be true a lot of the times. <laughs> Yeah, we we always call it uh, with startup, especially when it comes to restaurant and beverage brands. Like when you're starting up, is take a ready, fire, aim approach. Yeah. Um, yep. Because no matter how much you focus in on that bullseye, you'll find out that the bullseye wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you know? And 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 also, you know, be ready for for you know crazy success that you did not you know plan for. And, yeah. you know, that's its own weird kind of failure that, you know, you, 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 you may be so successful, you can't scale fast enough. And, right. and that's, that's a great problem to have. But, you know, there's still problems that you have to solve. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, a problem nonetheless. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. Well, it sounds like, uh, you know, the future is bright. And, and um, you know, again, I love the beer. I love the look. And I'm glad you could carve out some time for me, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, where do people find you online? How do, how do they get in touch and uh, how can they keep an eye on Reformation's next uh, age? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can always find us at reformationbrewery.com. And on that uh, website, there's a there's an e-newsletter form. We try not to, to spam you, but we all want to keep you up to date on, on you know, our our news, where our new markets and new beers and, and events that we're having in our community. So you can, uh, mm. you can sign up online, but um, also follow us on, on all the social media channels, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're there, and we, we love to, to engage with our with our audience. Well done, man. Thank you so much for your time again. I appreciate it. This has been awesome. Thank um, you. Well, I and, appreciate uh, you having we'll, me on. Absolutely, man. We'll talk real soon. Thank you. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Do follow us at Grits Grids. That's Grits Grids with no end in between on Instagram and Twitter. This podcast and the Grits and Grids blog is a passion project of Vigor, a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in Atlanta. Check us out at www.vigorbranding.com. And of course, we're all over social media. Until next week, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and be creative.